0: What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Well, after two weeks of transfer portal madness, we finally hit a dead period. So the visitation has stopped, but the recruiting hasn't. Arkansas also just a couple of days away from the early signing period. We're going to talk to Danny West about that. And we're also going to be joined by Andrew Ellis, talk a little bit about the latest in basketball and some other things as well. All that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. <laughs> Plenty of ways to watch and listen to the show. We are streaming live right now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe to the page and set it to where you get all the notifications anytime the show is aired. Also available on Facebook Live. Follow that page if you haven't done so already with 90,000 other Razorback fans. Hit the like or subscribe, or excuse me, the like or the uh, thumbs up on uh, both of those platforms, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Um, The last review that I've seen on Apple Podcast that was published is in like, October, so reaching a thousand reviews was not reached this year. That was the goal, uh, so disappointed. But if you haven't left a review, we'd love to have a five-star uh, review from you. Also available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you can think of to find podcasts. We are there at hawgsports.com. Where do we want to start today? We could just dive right into the transfer portal, but I don't think I've really talked a lot about the schedule yet uh, since it was released, and you know, just to give an, an idea of where things stand with that. I don't hate this schedule, especially compared to past years. I think it shapes up pretty nicely. I do think that there are some periods where like, you know, if you're Sam Pittman, you really had to think like, you you know, we better win here. Uh, you know, you open with UAPB. I'm not a big fan of opening your home away from home. Not my favorite thing in the world. Um, I think it takes a little bit away from kind of the energy of it. I I wish it was flipped around, actually. I wish they played UAB first uh, instead of week three in Fayetteville. I wish they played week one in Fayetteville and then played UAPB, um, you know, a couple weeks later. But – it is what it is. UAPB, Golden Lions, War Memorial Stadium, August 31st. And then you go to Boone Pickens Stadium in Stillwater to play Oklahoma State in week two. And then you face UAB in week three. And then after that, it's Auburn Tigers and Jordan-Hare Stadium. I mean, like, it's a tough – I mean, those. That that's two tough games pretty early on. Now, let's, let's take it a little bit deeper. Let's go before the bye week. So – Texas A&M and Arlington, a place that hasn't been friendly to Arkansas. Obviously, they've got some, you know, some new stuff going on there at Texas A&M, new coaching staff and everything. Then you get Tennessee and Fayetteville. So, the first six games before you're by, like, to me, ideal scenario is that you come out of that four and two. And that might be a lot to ask. That might be asking for a little bit of luck here and there, but that means – I mean Tennessee, Texas A and M, Auburn, Oklahoma State. Those four games you need to come out two and two to avoid a lot of the grumbling. Now you can be three and three, and and you know that doesn't mean it's the end of the world, but. Some people might talk like it is four and two. I think you come out of that in a little bit better shape. And I'm also you have to you know include that Arkansas is coming off of a four and eight season. It's not like they're coming off a lot of success. So you could you could see a lot of panicking if things don't go well to start here after the way things went last time. Then you get the bye week. You get LSU. At Mississippi State and Ole Miss, so LSU at home, Ole Miss at home, Mississippi State on the road. To me, that's not a bad three game. I mean, it's it, it's tough, but you know LSU will be without their Heisman Trophy winner. Mississippi State is rebuilding with a new coach, and then Ole Miss in Fayetteville. And to me, like if you can come out of that two and one, that's that's pretty pretty darn good. Uh, you get your two tougher opponents, in my opinion, at home, and your easier opponent on the road. So. You know, get to six and three there, and then you get another bye week. So, it's a double bye season. Texas, Louisiana Tech, Missouri need to go two and one there. And you get to eight wins. And I don't think anybody could be terribly upset with eight wins. Uh, obviously, that's not the hopes for Arkansas fans. You want more than that. But considering where the program has been, if you get to eight next year, I think you have to feel a little bit encouraged about uh, the direction of things with, you know, Pittman and then Bobby Petrino coming in and and things like that. So that, to me, eight wins is kind of like – that's why I look at this schedule. I'm like, yeah, this is – if things go right, eight wins. You know, things can go wrong too. I mean, you start talking about things going wrong in the middle of the schedule, it could be like – Changing leadership type of wrong, you know. So um, Sam Pittman, I don't think there's any question to anybody out there that he has to win and needs to need to needs to win quick. Needs to start off that season strong. So that's just kind of my reaction to the schedule. Uh, speaking of other schedules, Arkansas basketball. Everybody's down on the basketball team right now. Uh, did I delete it? I think I did. No, there we go. All right, so basketball obviously coming off a 69-66 win over Lipscomb. Uh, Arkansas thought the game was over at the 10-minute mark, and Lipscomb scored 17 unanswered after Arkansas went up 20. They always play kind of weird in North Little Rock, I guess. Uh, I'm not reading too terribly much into that, but Arkansas basketball hasn't been what we hoped it would at this point. However, we have you know a pretty good pool of evidence to show that Eric Musselman's is probably going to get it figured out at some point. And hopefully that's going to happen at the turn of the new year. So uh, you got Abilene Christian on Thursday, December 21st. It's the day after the early signing period for football. Then you get UNC Wilmington on the 30th. All right, then we got a little bit of a break before opening SEC play in Bud Walton Arena against the Auburn Tigers. Ought to be electric at 1 o'clock, even though I guess you won't have a lot of the students there. But should be a great environment. And then you're all SEC play from there. Baseball, we're not that far off for some baseball. Uh, February 16th, you have a four-game stretch with James Madison in Fayetteville, the 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th. And then you have college baseball series um, in Arlington, Oregon State, Oklahoma State, Michigan. So not too far off. That starts The college baseball series starts February 23rd. So not too terribly far off. From baseball, though, we've got other things in mind, obviously. All right, I want to get to Danny West here, but before we do that, I want to mention my friends at Ozarks Go. If you are curious about improving your Internet service, then take it from me, I couldn't be happier with Ozarks Go. OzarksGo.net slash hog if you want to find out if they're in your area. But generally Northwest Arkansas, if you get an Ozark Electrics bill, then you're going to get Ozarks Go most likely. Uh, parts of Missouri, parts of Oklahoma, ever expanding, ever expanding. Uh, they offer a great deal and not going to jack you up in year two with a with a increased rate. But I always say, the one thing that stands out to me is I've never unplugged and replugged my router. I had a guy tell me the other day that his internet service provider tells him every few weeks to unplug and replug his router. I've never even thought about it because I've had 100% uptime. What's better than that? I offer several different tiers of internet service. Go check out our friends at ozarksgo.net slash hog. You can call them at 479-684-4900. And when you do that, you're going to talk to somebody local because they're a local company. Not going to get shipped off to some call center. Keep removing the wrong thing. All right, I know y'all are waiting for Danny. It's recruiting time. So for those of you don't follow Danny, what are you doing? How could you not follow Danny? Danny's almost to fifty thousand X followers. I'm gonna stop saying Twitter X. I'm gonna stop saying Twitter. It's Twitter doesn't exist anymore. So it's X now. And uh, you know, you ask that like how how long before we just stop saying. Twitter slash X, and we just start saying X. For those of you who don't follow Danny, you can follow him at Danny West 24 7. Help him get 50,000 follows. Been the Hog Sports recruiting analyst for a number of years. Danny, how's our What's volume up, today?
2: You tell me, brother.
0: I think we're okay. Maybe people yeah. in the comments can let us know. We were a little weak last week. So, um, Danny, obviously, this is your favorite time of year. There's just nothing going on for you. You get to kind of sit back and relax. You're on vacation this past week? Yeah, okay, that's what I figured. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, we hit a dead period today, but that's only a brief period before we have, um, you know, the early signing day, of course, and then, um, you know, we just wrapped up 14 straight days of portal madness.
2: Yep, and it's – you know, I don't know how it's going, Trey. They've they've missed on a few of the last couple of days here, and uh, you know, you could tell it. You get on the message boards, everybody's a little bit on edge because there have been pissy. misses. You know,
0: well, pissy. Yeah,
2: yeah. You said it, not me. Nate <laughs> Mattlack, uh, Kansas State defensive end. He mm-hmm. chose Pitts. Uh, Pittsburgh over the weekend we saw Jaquan Bolden a kid that Arkansas felt really good about a uh, junior college offensive lineman out of Mississippi Gulf Coast he Mm -hmm. went with Purdue over Mississippi State and Arkansas a little bit of a surprise there Mm -hmm. not a little bit that was a big surprise I don't think anybody saw that one
0: coming yeah
2: found out over the weekend that evidently he's got a cousin at Purdue and his position coach lead recruiter is from Mississippi, a lot of connections there. So um, Purdue's a really good education. Good luck to the guy. But Tyler Woodard, earlier today, he's a Juco defensive back that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. He decided to stick with Mississippi State. And uh, Kamari Copeland, another defensive lineman from the Juco ranks, He, he is going back home as well. He's a Virginia Beach native. That's kind of the one we've been worried about. Sure enough, Uh, Virginia Tech got him on campus last and and really no surprise that he stuck with them but
0: Mm -hmm.
2: outside of that I mean you you picked up a kicker commitment over the weekend now you're kind of sitting back and hoping some of those bigger names from last week start to fall your way in the in the coming weeks here I think everybody kind of sees Wednesday as the day well that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily the case for a lot of these transfers, they don't have to decide on Wednesday. So mm-hmm. this is going to spill on over into January. And, uh, a lot of these guys that we've talked about for, you know, the last couple of weeks, we'll still be talking about, uh, here in two or three weeks. So, yeah. a so lot going on signing day starts Wednesday. And, uh, at least then you can get most of your, if not all mm-hmm. of your high school and, and junior college guys signed as well as, you know, if, uh, if they've got some transfers that want to go ahead and do it, by all means, I'm sure we'll see you that Wednesday too.
0: Danny, how much of this is maybe Arkansas not putting the same value on players that maybe other schools are? Uh, is that possible, or is it just Arkansas straight up getting beaten for some of these guys? I will say this, I, I feel like every fan base is – disappointed with the amount of NIL money that they have and such. But I think people would actually be surprised to find out how much money Arkansas actually mm-hmm. spends on NIL because the narrative out there is that, you know, Arkansas just doesn't have that much. Right. And uh, from what I hear, that's, that's just not really true. And even last year when, you know, people were talking about how much, you know, I mean, there's players on the team getting $500,000, getting almost a million dollars. I mean, like in looking at this team right now, like you think Jalen Braxton comes cheap? <laughs> you know, coming back after the freshman year. Luke has. You think that's just a cheap expense or keeping um, – Getting Landon back, yeah. Getting Landon Jackson from going to the NFL or entering the transfer portal. I mean, these are not cheap. <laughs> cheap ex- – uh-huh. you know, these are these are expensive players to keep around. Um, but I think based on what I know from talking to inside sources and stuff, Arkansas spends very competitively when it comes to, to NIL – uh, but there's, as I said, you know, after the post Petrino walk and talk, there's some battles that Arkansas is just not not going to fight, you know. And sure. I'm wondering if some of that's coming into play here because there are still some pretty big fish out there.
2: A few things come to mind here. First of all, um, I, I think it is a mixture of of several things at play here. But first of all, I, I think the four and eight season yes. has hurt them. I do too. And, you know, and I, I said so during the season. My biggest concern would be the portal, and I think, you know, not to toot my own horn. I think they've run into some of that. They're just not as sexy as, you know, some of the ten win Missouri, Ole Miss types right now. And um, yeah, I think Arkansas is in probably a better position nil wise than uh, than has been let on. But at the same time, I still think they're behind some schools too in that regard. So the second thing you know, is, is just that, I mean, you got a lot of people kind of looking over the fence a little bit, so to speak at at Ole Miss and Elaine Kiffin. He's a problem right now, frankly. I mean, they've, this is their second time in the last three years, they've won 10 games and Mm -hmm. it was, you know, sandwiched, I guess, with an eight win season. So they've got momentum and everybody sees that. And of course they're going after these stars and you see Walter Nolan Uh, You know, some of these types in the mix over there. You lose your linebacker to them. That type of stuff adds up. But then I think you're on to something, too. Uh, Thirdly, I I would say there are cases, there have been cases where, you know, a guy from USC or Oklahoma or whatever enters the portal and immediately fans in Arkansas go, man, that one makes the most sense. He's former Mm -hmm. four-star, no-brainer. Go get him. He's got two, three years left and uh, they kind of assume that Arkansas is going full bore after some of these guys when really I can hit up the guy and he tells me, no, nah, no, sir, I haven't heard from Arkansas. you know, I, I doubt that's a lack of knowledge on Arkansas's end. They know who's in the portal. So I have seen that here and there where, you know, fans or media uh, maybe push a name that, that's really not on the radar at all. So, you know, you bundle all that up and here we are. But I, I think there are several, several different,
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Danny, uh, obviously Arkansas got some recent commitments and people, you know, kind of focus on the negative. But Fernando Carmona was a pretty big get. Danico Slaughter was a nice get also. Um, what, do you, what do you think about this portal class right now as it stands with, what, six guys?
2: Yeah, six guys so far uh, that have gone public. I think they've got a couple that haven't gone public yet, and those are names that, you know, if they hold, and that's the key now, there's a lot of ifs nowadays, Trey, with all the numbers and, and um, you know, NIL and all this stuff going on. Stuff can change in a hurry. I hope people still realize that. But, uh, yeah, they've, they're still sitting on a couple that I think will excite fans when they come because most people like the stars and whatnot. But so far, man, i would you know, I like the Fernando Carmona guy. I think yeah. he's probably the most exciting one, but simply because of the needs on the offensive line, you had to go get a left tackle. That's that's no shot at anybody currently on campus, but sure makes you feel better to, you know, throw in a little competition there. And he's a guy that I think could probably come in and, and start at a left tackle next year. So that was a big one. You talk about Slaughter there, you know, really experienced SEC caliber guy. We've seen Pittman go after these types. He wants either a big body or a big body of work, yeah. and this guy's got both. So, um, and of course, Taylor Green, we talked about last week mm-hmm. in the tight end, a couple of those guys. But uh, to start it off with two offensive tackles, Carmona and Blackstock, I think that's a pretty good starting point. We'll see what happens with Addison Nichols, mm-hmm. who was in over the weekend. He also visited Georgia Tech as well as Clemson last week. I think so- that comes down. The Tennessee Between transfer, for those who Arkansas. don't know. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I just kind of run through them there, but sure. um, Yeah, interior linemen that Arkansas thinks can play center for them. They've got to find a center. He's played mostly guard, but has repped quite a bit, practiced quite a bit at center, So, and they've seen that tape and feel good about it, so we'll see what happens with Addison. That would be another step in the right direction, because for me, man, yeah, you're going to pick up good players like Slaughter and, and Taylor and Green at skill positions, but you know me. You got to fix that offensive line, yeah. so that's really what's getting my focus. You could also see
0: maybe Kudus sliding inside to center. Mm-hmm. He did that a little bit last year, and obviously, what didn't work out at the time. But he also just kind of suddenly, you know, within yeah. a week, just yeah. did it. So maybe that's a move that you could see. Uh, Arkansas has guys. You know, they got some players that still got to leave this program. I've got him at eighty-three, following KJ Jefferson uh announcements which i haven't seen kj officially enter the portal yet obviously it doesn't matter he's entering it but um he finally came out and said that but i've got him at 83 following the latest commitments in kj jefferson's announcements so uh if they're going to add these players still moving forward then gotta have some more movement on the current roster danny i'm gonna i guess work to do
2: i guess work right, to do outgoing and incoming.
0: what are we expecting for the uh, uh recruiting they have 17 commitments right now right Yes, sir. That's right. Okay, so I, I just want to say I said the before everything started. I said Arkansas probably signed about twenty, and uh, and probably about ten out of the transfer portal. And I feel like mm-hmm. I'm closer to right than anybody else, <laughs> 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 including including the staff. <laughs> I'll, get,
2: I'll get that cookie in the mail. Right. This afternoon. I'll take it. But, it's nice. Yeah. It's
0: nice to feel right about something this year, Danny. Right. I mean, hey, because
2: I'm, I'm still holding out hope for myself. I've been wrong yeah, all year. So me too. Maybe I, maybe I get one of these. But are we expecting yes, all 17, seventeen of these right guys? Now. Yeah. Say again.
0: We expecting all seventeen of these guys to sign?
2: Well, I, I don't know. There's a couple. You're still got to. you still worried about a couple there, and not a couple. Jaden Ball. Let's just get right to it. Jaden Ball is a, a highly recruited three star. I've I've called him a four star on here all year, so. I, I still would say he's a four star but a lot of a lot of mixed reviews out there right now it sounds like to me arkansas side of things they felt good about their ability to keep Jaden uh, the parents seem locked in with Arkansas and have for a while but as we know over the last month or so you've seen Florida come in and obviously mm-hmm. Florida is a lot closer to home this kid's from Columbia Georgia or Columbia High School in Decatur Georgia mm-hmm. and then Alabama of course came in with a late offer and I was reading some of the Alabama site stuff today. They seem to think Arkansas is just out of it completely. (laughs) Mm And, you know, I'm sitting here looking at it on the commitment list still. No word from Jaden yet. Hasn't gotten back with me. And um, history would tell me that's that's typically not good. So Mm -hmm. I'm still looking at Jaden Ball. And then, of course, Bradley Shaw on the opposite end of the spectrum there on a positive note. Looks like that's coming down to Arkansas and Clemson as well. So a four-star linebacker out of uh, Hoover, Alabama. That'd be a really nice get if they're able to pull it off. He has made no indication on when a a commitment might come. Of course, we know Wednesday is signing day. That doesn't necessarily mean he has to make a decision, Then He's going to be playing in that All-American game on uh, January 6th, I believe. So, you know, if you were looking for a little momentum boost in January, I guess you could get him to wait if you got him. And, and maybe announce it then. But those are really the two I'm looking at right now. But, uh, yeah, I would say short of 20 um, is what I'm looking at. Unless they pick up, you know, another junior college guy on Wednesday uh, here or there. They could get to 20, I guess. But And then, of course, Courtney Crutchfield. I know everybody's wondering about that. Mm-hmm. I, I just still think Missouri is probably the pick tomorrow at 10 a.m. for yeah. Mr. Crutchfield.
0: Uh so how many you think we're expecting to sign on,
2: on uh, Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. well, if, if they all held, I would expect all of them to sign. And uh, and the next part of that is who is going to enroll early. And I'm from what I'm hearing, everybody except Ashton, Bethel, Roman hmm. uh, would be enrolling early. So that'd be a really, really good number there. If you could get all but one of them on campus in January, that'd be sweet. So yeah. Um, that's another positive, I suppose. But yeah, be on the lookout for Jaden Ball. We'll see what happens there, and then of course Bradley Shaw over the next couple of weeks potentially.
0: Okay. All right, Danny. Appreciate you.
2: Yeah, man. All right, we'll see everybody.
0: You. Danny West again. Follow him at Danny West twenty four seven. Hog Sports Recruiting Analyst uh, does a great job. You cannot keep up with Razorback recruiting without following Danny West. You just can't. It's impossible. It's Impossible to do. All right, we're going to hop over to Andrew Ellis now. For those of you who don't follow Andrew, you can follow him at Andrew Ellis 24 7. He does a little bit of everything for hog sports, basketball, football, and baseball as well. Andrew, how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Trey. I'm doing good on a day that uh, not as much is going on as I yeah. maybe had hoped. There's not a ton going on today. How, how are
0: you? I'm I'm fine. You know the the 14 days of the transfer portal window that has been opened. Um, you know I mean it's still open, but the dead period starts now. Uh, you know it's it's a lot. There's so much to keep up with. You know we got the transfer portal tracker, the scholarship distribution, the analytical depth chart, the needs, the portal guys to watch out for, and these are all things you know we got to kind of keep up with. Um, so it's been it's been a lot, especially you know when you pile Christmas on top of it and all the things that got to be done from a personal standpoint. How are you?
1: That's the best, that's my favorite part of the early signing period, Trey, is that we get to do it right before Christmas.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you have your uh, your uh, secret Santa gift for uh, for Hog Sports picked out?
1: I I, I I must have I must have missed the name drawing <laughs> for
0: that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Andrew, uh, tell us uh, you've been obviously you've been following this basketball team. Um, you and Curtis. What, what are your thoughts right now on, on how things are going? Obviously, they, they pulled off the win against Lipscomb, but it wasn't pretty.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so weird, because I don't know how we're even really supposed to evaluate this team, because so much of what they're doing is, I don't want to say not sustainable, but just not trends that we expect to continue. I mean, LL has played one singular minute the other day, and, you know, they played eight minutes the, other day, the game before against Oklahoma. I think it was 13 in the game before that. It's like, is that trend going to continue? Like, we're really going to get DMP coaches' decisions from L. Ellis, a guy who, you know, we're, we thought was the starting point guard of this team.
2: Mm-hmm. Caleb
1: Battle, I think, played 12 or 13 minutes against uh, Lipscomb Saturday. Like, that's absolutely not. I mean, he's at worst the second best player on this team. I don't expect that to continue. And so it's like, I think they're just doing so many, so many different things with this rotation. It seems like you know the front court, a different guy emerges kind of every night. And you know, that's that's some of this stuff happens in non-conference play, but. I think this year it's been ramped up to a degree that I just really have, We even in all the struggles they've had the last few years, we really haven't seen them experiment this much. You know, I mean, we, we've seen some weird things happen here and there, but I mean, at this point in the year, you should at least have a firm idea of who your top seven or eight guys are. And I think if you ask five different hog fans, they probably all five have completely different opinions of who those top seven or eight guys are. I mean, you just just reading on Twitter, you see oh, oh Leighton Blocker, Jeremiah. Day. I mean, there's you can mm-hmm. you see cases for literally like twelve dudes. Yeah. So I I really think it just it's hard for us to even really evaluate what this team's real strengths, real weaknesses, and like what to do moving forward because you got to figure out who your guys are and figure out what the team is. And that's and I guess that's the most alarming part is, you know, we've seen them have issues like oh, some games they can't guard the three, then the next game they defend it pretty well. Oh, they turn the ball over a ton, then the next game they come out and they take care of it great oh they don't pass the ball you know we see them like fix these issues but i think ultimately the, these issues like it's just going to be a different thing every day until you kind of build that firm foundation on identity with that rotation and they're they're not only not at that point they're not even as close as they were on opening night i feel like we had a better idea of the rotation previously than we do right now and so that's uh, a long-winded way Trey of saying yeah they did win but there's there's still a lot of questions to answer but the good news is they have just two games in the next, I guess it's like 12, 13 mm-hmm. days or whatever it is. Like, they've got a little bit of time to do some of that reflecting and experimenting and figuring things
0: out. And but didn't we think that practicing. But after the Oklahoma game? Didn't we Correct. think that they got a why, whole week here to figure so, this out?
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's why it was kind of jarring to see, like, the rotation basically start from scratch in the, Oklahoma, in the Lipscomb game. But, you know, I, I, I'll be interested to hear if we hear from us tomorrow. I think he'll be able to give us a little bit more measured take on some of those findings that they have after they evaluate what's going on. And so, you know, you know how it is after the, after the game, it's really tough to get those straight answers from us, especially mm-hmm. after a performance like that. And then usually he comes back two days later and he has a little bit more definitive idea. And so I, I really look forward to hearing what he has to say. And I, I don't mean that like, Oh, he's got to answer the tough questions. I just mean, genuinely, I, it seems like there's, they they're still in so much of a, wait and see and figuring it out process so i think it's just going to continue to to flow and evolve and i said it before the lipskin game and i'll say it now like they just cannot enter sec play with these same circumstances like you have to have a little bit more of an idea and so you know the the closer we get the more that pressure kind of ramps up and so i'm not completely in like panic mode like they're gonna miss the tournament but i do think that uh they have a lot of questions to answer and the time's running out to answer a lot of them it's hard to feel good about the direction because it seems like they're taking us some of these steps back.
0: Well, I think if we didn't have the knowledge of what Eric Musselman has done with teams in the past that have had their hiccups, their issues and figuring them out, then I think it would be time for panic. I mean, if we, if we didn't know that, that Musselman has that history already, by the way, I want to interject real quick because this is official now, but KJ Jefferson has officially now entered the transfer portal. He announced obviously Mm -hmm. the other day, but, uh, now it's official. So I just want to make put that out there. But, I mean, don't you agree? Like, I feel like if, if we didn't know that Musselman has the reputation of getting things fixed, I, I think I would be in panic mode right now.
1: A hundred percent. And I think, like, you know, someone uh, on our board actually bumped up the Hofstra thread the other day from, like, when Arkansas, like whatever my story was, whenever Arkansas lost to Hofstra and the comments under it are all like, this is horrible, Musk isn't." but, you know, it's the same stuff that mm. we're doing now. And so it's kind of yeah. funny to see that. But you know at that point in time we hadn't seen them do this and so you see that more people were in that kind of panic mode but i think ultimately for me trey it comes down to like we went into this season all season saying that this team wouldn't do this you know mm-hmm. we kind of thought this might be the year that with some of these pieces that are older and had been around the block and you had some returning pieces in devo that had been there so it's like you're like okay this team shouldn't have to endure this weird stuff especially because compared to a team last year that had all these freshmen and inexperience everywhere I felt like the mental makeup and just the veteran experience of this team would be a bigger factor than it's been, frankly. And so, I guess that's what makes this a little more frustrating. It's not that it's like we, there, nothing. We we haven't seen them do anything they can't overcome yet, and mm-hmm. I truly believe that. Even though everyone seemed to think the Oklahoma game was a must-win for whatever reason, we have, you know they're they're obviously still everything's still in front of them. They have an entire conference slate, but it is just it's added to the frustration that. We really didn't expect it from this group. Last year, it was a little bit more palatable when it's a bunch of freshmen. It's a little bit tougher when you have all these guards and these veterans that have been there before, and they seem to be turning the opposite direction so far.
0: You think you guys have figured it out?
1: A- absolutely, I do. I mean, I-, I just call me crazy, but I'm going to have to kind of see it before I believe it, that I'm going to have to see them truly struggle for the you know the entirety of the season here. And especially when it comes I mean, we see them, you know, the first year that Musselman was here, they, that team probably was going to miss the tournament. But that was a completely different world in college sports that we lived in, where it really was more of a team that he just kind of had to adapt to, and he didn't have time to really do the must thing of building his team through the transfer portal and all that. So it's like, I, you know, I, I, I'm not saying it's impossible for Eric Musselman to not make the NCAA tournament at Arkansas, but I do think, like, until we see them truly fail with an operation that they built, I'm not going to expect them to and I think most people would probably be crazy to do so. But hey, I mean I, I, I would have told you three weeks ago that they'd have it figured out by this point. So what do I really know?
0: Andrew Ellis, he knows a few things. you can follow him at Andrew Ellis twenty four seven. He does a little bit of everything at Hog Sports. Andrew, anything else on your mind? Where do you want to take this? We kinda of touched on basketball. We could we could talk about transfer portal or whatever you like.
1: I want to talk about the twenty twenty four schedule, Trey. I'm glad you asked because Let's do uh, it. I, I have a little bit different reaction to you than, than you did, I guess. Because okay. I look at it and I'm like, man, I won. The pressure cooker is going to be on from day one. No question. I mean, just right out the gate. I mean, I mean, obviously, starting week one in Little Rock, I agree with you there, sucks. It's I don't know who this is for. Um, I don't know who who's who's a fan of this, who's like campaigning for it to be on week one. I mean, if you have to play there, cool, but does it have to be opening game? Especially when you play week two on the road. So it's kind of just weird where yep. – they're not going to be in Fayetteville until week three. So I don't love that out the gate. That's such a pressure-packed game, two against Oklahoma State. I mean, we don't really have to talk about that. But, I mean, game four at Auburn, Arkansas can win that game. But it's like I don't think that's a game Arkansas is going to be expected to win. I don't think they're going to be expected to win the Oklahoma State game. A&M's a little bit, you know, who knows? There's so many question marks with both of these programs. Who knows what's going on there? But I'm just talking big picture. Like, I think Arkansas is going to have to win a lot of games that I wouldn't say people – people are not going to expect this team to do a ton. When you just look at the schedule and how it lines up and when we get to August, regardless of what happens here in the transfer portal, I think people are going to be taken back when all the analysts at SEC network and whatever do their schedules and they have Arkansas going four and eight, five and seven or wherever yeah. it is. But when you just look at it on paper, like, especially just from a big picture, just, you know, like I said, there's a lot to figure out in the transfer portal. We don't know what these teams are really going to look like, but just a program perception I think Arkansas is going to be picked to finish last by, like, everyone in the SEC. I truly – that was, like, my first reaction when I saw the schedule. I was like, man, just given the perception of how everything is, like, I think Arkansas is, like, wind totals. Like, it's going to be kind of a stunning off, off, off season because it hasn't been like that in a while, honestly.
0: Mm. No, I 100% agree. I mean, and I look at it, too, just to be clear. When I look at the way things open up, when you got, you know, two games, you got, I mean, like, right out of the gate that are – very difficult and the way people feel the only reason this offseason is saved right now Andrew is because of Bobby Petrino hire I mean if, if Bobby Petrino yeah. wasn't hired as offensive coordinator then people would be so sour still right now and so they saved the offseason I think from a lot of toxicity but I mean you got to win early with this football schedule I don't think there's any question about it and I think you're right I think Arkansas will be picked last when we you know wrap up SEC media days and you know pick to go four and eight or whatever, uh, I kind of think Arkansas will either have a winning record or just completely tank because if things don't go well, then there could be a change midseason. You know, I, I'm not saying I, I hope Sam Pittman succeeds. I hope he he gets this thing turned around. You know, I, I, and I like Sam. I think you do too. But we got to call it like we see it. Also, and you know, I don't. I don't a lot of it depends on Talon Green, you know, and, and Jacoby Criswell, that quarterback battle, but, uh, and getting the offensive line short up. But, um, man, you, you lose fans. I was talking to uh, a buddy of mine earlier. Like, you know, when you lose fans, it is so hard to get them back. And, you know, if you, if you lose more, then, you know, you're just going to lose more and more fans. And so that's just the nature of the beast.
1: Well, Trey, has anyone given you credit for the fact that I, I think you're the only person, at least the only person I know, and maybe I just don't know that many people, but you're the only person I know who called the fact that Bobby Petrino would be the interim head coach at Texas A&M at some point. <laughs> I, I yeah. really do. Like, I mean, it, as far as like people that people listen to that put it out there in public, mm. you you did call that right? That yeah. You, he was gonna well, he wasn't the
0: technically coach. the interim coach. He was. They, they they elevated, I believe, the offensive line coach, I think. But, you know, Petrino ah. was Petrino was still running. Thing. But I did say – I think I had it missed by one game. It was my bold prediction to start the year that uh, by – I think it was maybe – I said – I don't know if it was after the old Miss game. I think I said after the old Miss game, and I think it was again, after the Mississippi State game when they got fired – when he got fired. But um, – because I, I had him winning the next three games and then being the fan favorite to uh, to take over nah, the permanent win position. The job, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was my bold so prediction. not quite,
1: but still, are you gonna are you gonna defend your title and are you gonna pick Bobby Petrino's head coach to get fired again? <laughs> are you gonna turn it back? <laughs> oh, that going. would be to, hit with some controversy. It does line up well to that, where I'm like, I can right. see them coming home for that LSU Tennessee stretcher like is mm-hmm. in Tennessee LSU, and that's Bobby Petrino interim head coach coming home to do the job. You know, I could I can. Yeah. I can see it being just an interesting off season. Like, just looking at this schedule, I'm like, how are people, people are really going to, like, look at it and be, like, expecting Arkansas to go 10-2 and two and be mad when it doesn't happen. But I'm, like, looking at that schedule, and I'm like, man, that's – that's. I mean, it, but, it, but that is how it is every yeah. year. Was, I guess we shouldn't be, like, stunned. But I was still just kind of taken back by seeing it and writing. And But I'll tell you, looking at that Texas game, I think it's, like, November 16th or something like that, that's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to that because, yeah. I mean, who knows what the world's going to look like then, but – I do mm-hmm. like having just stuff like that that, you know, you we just don't normally see. It's kind of really – it's it's really fun to see the schedule for the first time of what the next however many years are going to look like. It was uh, – it's pretty refreshing.
0: And this is the fun year for, you know, the schedule. You just get the better home games and, you know, you get – you're not the, the home team in Arlington, you know, so – um uh, it, it is a better home schedule, a more entertaining-looking home schedule. But, yeah, if I were to make that prediction about uh, Petrino, that would certainly hit a lot closer to home. It's, it's a, it, predictions like that are a lot more fun when you're talking about somebody, yeah. well, somebody yeah, that's not right there. Right, right, <laughs> right. All right, Andrew, appreciate you, man. All
1: right, man, appreciate you. Have a good one.
0: All right, you too. All right, everybody. Andrew Ellis, again, follow him at Andrew Ellis 24-7. Does a little bit of everything for us at Hog Sports. Uh, we'll look over some questions here. I don't think I have anything else to do that I really wanted to hit on. I think we pretty much covered all of it, but I do want to mention one more time our friends over at Ozarks Go, and I also want to tell you, by the way, Hogspores is fifty percent off. If you want to go follow, follow all the portal madness, but um, our friends over at Ozarks Go, I mentioned them earlier. They offer several different tiers of internet service. You can get gigabit service, which is a thousand megabits per second, which is what I have, which I think is probably great for most families. Uh, if you're like me and you do, obviously, you work online and you use a lot of internet. Then I use the multi gig, which is 2,500 megabits per second. They offer other tiers of internet service as well. They don't jack your rate up from year one to year two. When you call them at four seven nine six eight four forty nine hundred to see if they're available in your area, which is generally northwest Arkansas, parts of Oklahoma, Missouri, ever expanding, uh, you're going to talk to somebody who knows the area. So when and uh, you say, hey, are you available north of the tunnel? They're going to know what the tunnel is because they're from here. They're going to know the landscape of northwest Arkansas, Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, Siloam, all these other areas around here in the, what, 550,000 people population. They're going to know all that. So go reach out to them, OzarksGo.net slash HAWG, or you can call them at 479 684 4,900. Terrific internet service that I've been very pleased with the last two and a half years that I've had them. I was a customer before they ever reached out to me. Questions. Let's see what we got here. YouTube tends to be a lot more comment uh, comment. comments. Dwayne Alt says, hey Trey, are we going to be losing any more coaches for the Hogs or are they all staying? I feel like they're going to hold strong where they are right now. So this could be the least amount of turnover that uh, that Pittman has had in his time at Arkansas in a single year. However, we are reaching, you know, there's, gonna, there's the possibility for dominoes to fall. I mean, we hit spring in 2021 when Brad Davis left, right? <laughs> so, but you have the coaching convention coming up in January. There's always a lot of changes that happen then as guys are talking and interviewing and such. And sometimes you have some dominoes fall. But right now I kind of feel like, the Cody Kennedy to Eric Mateo's move is is gonna be the only one. Michael Kepsley says 18 players gone, only six coming in. That's a three to one ratio. Not good still. Not one big time get out of the portal. Not one. So, Michael, I would say on this, your panic is like kind of mirrors the panic last year when we, you know, saw a lot of people freaking out. And it's just – it's exiting time in a lot of ways with the portal. You do have players coming in, but you say 18 players are gone, but it's not 18 players. It's, I think, 13, something like that. You you know, losing a walk-on, which they've lost, what, four walk-ons, five walk-ons. Um, I, I wouldn't consider that like, oh, my God, we got players leaving, you know. Um, you lost some walk-ons. You've lost some good players too. Um, you've also lost some players that weren't that good. Uh You know, you got a lot of players that get processed during this time. It's just how it is. Uh, Only six coming in, that's a 3-1 ratio. So, again, like last year they had two dozen players leave. Most of those players left pretty early. And then you had 18 players come in. They definitely improved their roster. The the record doesn't show it, um, but – The roster overall was improved. I mean, you had ten players on defense that made a major impact out of the transfer portal. And you processed some guys that just weren't going to play here and ended up in a lot worse situation. So, I would keep that in mind. Um, I don't know if right now is the time to freak out with the transfer portal. So, not yet. And they're still in on some big time guys. We'll see how it shakes out. But, you know, there's a time to panic. I'll let you know. (laughs) I don't think it's right now. Um, Kiffin's killing it. Pittman is recruiting like he's going to be around until 2030 Wake up Arkansas, same guy. Yeah, Kiffin is doing well in the portal. No question. I mean, they've they've done well. And they did well last year and they did well the year before. He's kind of been a little bit ahead of the game. I don't think there's any question about that. You know, they did well in the transfer portal year before last and, you know, Arkansas killed them in Fayetteville, you know, and last year they Lost a close game. But, um, you know, yeah, they're doing a good job over there right now. Jim Mears says, it kills me we're taking two and two, three and three. We should be talking four and oh and six and oh, maybe three and one, five. You know, more, Jim, I'm not just talking like um, that. And I, I preface that by saying, you know, this shouldn't be the expectation of Hog fans or, you know, the what Hog fans want. I'm just saying, like, for Sam Pittman, he needs to be four and two. At least coming out of that, in my opinion. You know, three and three, I I wouldn't say like he has to be, you know, he can't be three and three. I'm not saying that because um, he can. I'm just saying like you're going to get a lot of negativity. Four and two, I think you're going to skirt some of that and say, okay, you know, maybe things have have righted and and straightened out. But, you know, they're coming off of a four and eight season. So I'm not saying like like this is going to be like great. They're four and two. Like throw a parade for him. I'm just saying like kind of where he needs to be to. To get the, the momentum right coming out of the gate. Honcho Razorback says Petrino will probably be the coach by mid season. There's gonna be so there's gonna be a lot of that talk. I don't think that's healthy talk for Arkansas right now. Like so many people saying that kind of stuff, I don't think that's in the best interest of Arkansas right now, you know. But that's natural for people to come out with that right right out of the gate. All right. The sky's falling for Michael Kapeski. There's no question. Mediocre crap. Bench Devo. I mean, he's filling it up. That's Arkansas sports for you. (laughs) Hit the fan portal. I don't like it. Hit the fan portal. All right. Yeah, next year's schedule ought to be fine. Everyone should be thrilled about 1-7 in in the conferences, Bob M. Uh. Okay, just a lot of comments, not a lot of questions. I guess I feel like we answered all the questions. Man, so much negativity, and I understand it. I mean, basketball team has struggled a little bit. Well, I think they'll get things straightened out. Man, such negative. Some of the things you're saying about players on here, YouTube. Goodness gracious. All right, I think we probably covered everything we need to cover um but uh yeah so uh I want to thank everybody for joining us hope you enjoyed the portal talk we had today even though everybody's in a bit of a little negative pissy state and I get it I understand nobody likes losing I don't like losing I I do think it's a little early for panic mode with the transfer portal right now let's see what happens with some of these guys that they brought in and some of the guys that they're planning on recruiting still, there's still a long time to go for the portal. And you have to remember also, like, just because the transfer portal ends, what, when does it end? Is it January 14th or 15th? Just because it ends, that just means players can't go into the portal at that time. It doesn't mean that players can't say, I'm going to be going into the portal. It's still, it's still basically open in that regard um, with players announcing their intention to do that. And players can come out of the portal at any time. So there'll still be a lot of activity going on, even when the transfer uh, window uh, closes. But um, I get it right now. Everybody's a little upset. Some things didn't go the way that we thought they might needed to go. Basketball team isn't performing up to the expectation and, you know, football team's still four and eight. Right. So, all right. Well, I want to thank Danny for providing all the input and, uh, thank uh, andrew ellis for his takes that are always uh entertaining as well all right everybody we're going to hop off now i guess this we're probably we're obviously not going to do a, a show on christmas day so uh it'll probably be a little bit before i'm back with you unless there's you know reason for an emergency show which happens from time to time all right everybody thanks for joining me this has been trey biddy with hogsports.com and we'll catch you next time